Hey folks, we have some exciting news for you all. We have just launched a brand new company founded on the tenets of our love as a business strategy philosophy, the same philosophy that you've grown to know and love. This new venture is called Culture Plus. Culture Plus is a culture as a service company that provides training experiences, consulting services, and digital tools to help companies achieve high performing and high reliability cultures and teams. To learn more, visit culture-plus.com. That's culture-plus.com. And now let's get to the show. You know, I'm always excited to connect with others out in the world who are also working to bring humanity to the workplace. And today's guests are Giselle and David Taraba, who are co-founders of My Tree Center for Love and Compassion. It's a really passionate discussion around the keys to a successful workplace, and they share their approach to bringing compassion to this equation. So I really hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to Love as a Business Strategy, a podcast that brings humanity to the workplace. We are here to talk about business, but we want to tackle topics that most business leaders shy away from. And we believe that humanity and love should be at the center of every successful business. Hello, I'm your host, Jeff Ma, and I'm here to have conversations and hear stories about how real people and real businesses operate around these, these thoughts and, and ideas. So I have the pleasure of being joined by two guests today, Giselle and David Taraba. They are the co-owners of the My Tree Center for Love and Compassion. And I want to just read one line from their website, if you don't mind. It says, if you belong to an organization where staff turnover or staff sick leaves are high, where people feel devalued, excluded, and marginalized, we want to help you and your organization become a more loving and supportive place then you've come to the right spot. So I'm excited to have them here because that's like, okay, that mission on at face value is super aligned. So I'm excited here to, to talk to them and have a great conversation around what that looks like in, in, in their world. So welcome to the show, Giselle and David. How are you today? Thank you for having us. We're great. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Um, I like to ask a random icebreaker question because I can. It's my show. <laughs> sure. I do it. So, um, uh, Giselle, I'll go with you first. Uh, the question sure. is, when was the last time you failed at something? Oh, failed at something. Wow. I, uh, I kind of feel like I fail all the time. <laughs> so which one? Um, I will just say uh, yesterday. <laughs> um, and what I mean by fail is like, um, for the way we perceive it, or at least how I perceive it, um, failure is really just a redirection or an opportunity for growth. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm constantly growing and learning and being kind of redirected. We have to constantly pivot, especially during COVID. And so there are times like I, I, I've really gotten to the point. I feel that I treat myself with compassion and with mindfulness and can really deal with things from the stance of equanimity, right? Like, so, but there are times when I get really caught in my own drama and my own story. And so in those times I feel, okay, I'm, I'm reflecting back to myself, what I'm thinking and believing, and therefore I need to kind of redirect. Um, so yeah, so it's a, it's a constant having to redirect <laughs> when you're a business owner. So it doesn't always That's feel cool. that way in the moment though, right? No. 
I love it. It's a great answer. <laughs> David, David, your question is, what's the best thing uh, about owning a business together as two of you together? From your perspective, what's the best thing about being able to the work? The best with thing? Well, I don't know if I, to narrow it down to one would be a challenge. Um, specific to our business, it works really well because it's, we're life partners. So we're growing together. We've chosen each other on our journey to, as we develop and become more enlightened. So that in itself lends it to this business because we're in the business of spreading and sharing compassion and helping others maybe learn about that uh, within their own lives. So uh, having each other in this is is awesome but to to narrow down to one thing it's it's kind of i don't know uh, maybe I, I would say this we challenge each other to grow so often giselle will have an idea and that she'll bounce off me and we i may push a little bit to, to we, we kind of pull out each other's um limiting beliefs i guess you could say mm -hmm. and and in doing that we can become a better version of ourselves and we can bring, I think, a better product or, or shine a, a brighter light, I guess, <laughs> to keep it a little bit uh, simple. Does, I that, does that, I don't know. <laughs> no, it's, it's so There's no wrong answers in Isaac. There is. Great no job. That's, that's awesome to hear. And I think you guys are both already moving into kind of the theme, I guess. And, and if you, if anyone visits the website or, or sees, looks up what you guys do, the word compassion that you used earlier, all over the place. Want to dive into that, but I'd rather first start with your story. And um, I guess, Giselle, again, I'll start with you. Um, kind of high level, I guess. Walk us through like Giselle and David or, or the story of my tree, if you will. Yeah. Um, I never thought I would be doing my treat, to be honest. Uh, my dream was always to work in child protection. Um, I was always wanting to help families and help children, especially who uh, experienced child abuse. Um, and so when I finally realized that dream and I got there, I saw it witnessed a lot of suffering. Um, I witnessed a lot of suffering in terms of the workers trying to help the families and not knowing how. I witnessed a lot of suffering in the children and the families that we work with. Um, and so the way that child welfare is set up, it's not set up to, to remind people of their own power. It's not set up to remind people of their own self-love and self-compassion and how in aspirations. It's and you know, right or wrong, it's it's how it's set up. It's really focused on fear. And so I felt really challenged to uh, make a difference. I, I had originally intended to, you know, really be able to help the families and be able to help the children and the workers. Um, and so I really, I started to burn out myself. I saw a lot of the suffering and I, I really identified with the suffering. Um, and at the same time, I was kind of going through my own journey. Um, I had anxiety for quite a, a bit of my journey in this lifetime. Um, and was having panic attacks and so on. And I think I hit a point where I was kind of done with my negative thinking and my, and my fears and my worries. Um, so uh, I was a, a meditator and was doing, you know, practicing mindfulness, uh, but I didn't hit upon compassion, self-love and self-compassion really, 
And so I started looking for a solution to the suffering I experienced and witnessed in my fellow colleagues and in the client. So I wanted to try to find a solution to their suffering. But what I found really was a healing for myself. Um, and so through um, experiencing, you know, mindfulness and compassion and then tapping into a greater love for myself, I was really able to kind of, um, from my perspective, really heal a lot of areas in my life, uh, including my relationship with my husband. I saw how I was, through my own fears, contributing to, at times, disharmony. Um, and so I brought this, the compassion-based approaches back into my workplace and actually saw transformation, uh, but in small pockets. Um, and so I left the workplace wanting to do this on a larger scale, having seen and felt and experienced the change firsthand. I wanted to do this on a larger scale. Um, and so David was already an entrepreneur. And so um, we talked about doing this together, but I'll let him talk about his journey. <laughs> <laughs> David, what's your, uh, your add-on or take to all that? Um, so the question, just to reiterate, the question was what? My it's, journey uh, together? my tree but also your yeah your part of the journey i guess your half of the journey uh, sure my tree and even just your own personal journey yeah uh, all right sure uh, i won't go into too much detail the um i've always been always been searching and uh, on the path to my own awareness awakening enlightenment ever since i was a baby that's this was the lifetime for sure this was it so in that journey or on that journey rather um i witnessed a lot of suffering predominantly within myself i woke up and i was i understood a lot of where i was suffering and how i was suffering so i chose for myself to work through that and it was a self-directed self everything um that i would just stumble upon different people at the perfect time in my life to uh, to remember things from and and so on and so forth and it got it just kept going, which was wonderful. It, I'm not complete, <laughs> I'm not, so but anyway, um, and that led to eventually at one point in my life, maybe I don't know five years ago, I had a an idea of I guess an awakening to want to start to share. I felt I got to a place in my own journey where I wanted to start to share and with others um, and kind of bring my wisdom to the to the table, so to speak, for others to hear and maybe grab pieces of like like those before me have done for me and others. So I proposed that to Giselle. And at that time, um, uh, within her own journey, she wasn't at a place to do that. So we kind of just kept moving on and now you fast forward to where we are i guess this would be a few years ago now and it was the timing was right it kind of came together right giselle's journey aligned with mine and we chose to kind of it just kind of all came together perfectly and i don't know what else can i say no that's great and and for for the listeners i guess break down a little bit about my tree itself and like what what you guys are all about and just give the, the elevator pitch for that. 
Yeah, of course. Um, so we offer, I guess, two major streams, um, which is we work one-on-one -on -one with individuals to help them remember their own self-love and self-compassion. From our perspective, is an unlearning. We believe that at our core, we are loving and compassionate beings, and that's our default setting. But we have learned all of these ideas and thoughts and beliefs um, that keep us stuck and keep us not being loving to ourselves and others. And so for us, it's an unlearning. Uh, we're take, we, we take you on a journey with us on really kind of un, un, unmasking and kind of releasing some of those uh, limiting thoughts and beliefs that uh, David was mentioning. Um, and so we do that via one-on-one uh, -on -one support as well as workshops. We like to work with groups of people because we feel that people work best together in community. And so they learn from each other. They see, hey, I'm not the only one, you know, struggling with this particular thought or this particular journey. And so they create, you know, kind of groups that, you know, mm -hmm. come together. Um, and the other thing we do as well is we work with businesses uh, to, to increase the amount of compassion in the workplace. I think, um, you know, you had mentioned, talked about um, businesses earlier. We kind of made emotions wrong in the workplace. Uh, it's wrong to feel emotions. It's wrong to be vulnerable. It's wrong to make mistakes. So I love that you started with the failing question. Um, and so... We come and we help organizations kind of re remember the humanity of the workplace and starts and look at policies and procedures and see whether or not they're really treating someone humanely, like as a human being, or are they treating somebody as a number? Mm -hmm. um, and so in through compassion, we feel it helps us uh, have difficult conversations and lean in, right? Um, and so that and that's helpful for organizations in dealing with race and equity issues issues of bullying and harassment. Um, in my ideal bubble world, I would love if somebody's work plan who has bullied and harassed someone, if they could actually take some compassion-based lessons, if they could learn about compassion rather than what we do, which is tends to be more punitive. Um, the last thing we do is we produce the Loving Compassion podcast, um, as well as where we talk to different people about the, the power of compassion and the power of love. Yeah. Did I miss anything? Um, well, yeah, we do. We're we are working to add a bunch of um, online self serve content because it's harder to get into person like in person groups work. Mm -hmm. So we're we're developing that. We're doing um, you know video segments where we come together that are it's like downloadable self serve content kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's it's like pieces of our bigger programs that are. Mm -hmm taken and you you learn as you as you desire so that's one thing yeah. but, <laughs> but I just wanted to emphasize that at the Maitri Center we're all about um, taking responsibility for your journey so even in the in the workplace or in the it, it's all based on the personal journey so your work experience comes from your personal journey, your perception, your perceived reality is going to picture back to you wherever you are. So in the workplace, it's still where what you're going to be a, a vibrational match for is what you're going to see. Mm -hmm. So we have a, we don't just throw things out there, like just follow this and you're good to go. It's all about like, we're, we're more about the inward journey. And then that creates a different outward lived experience and we do that from the business perspective and the pers personalized perspective and there is overlap there right because mm -hmm. really 
work is we're trying to re-envision work to be something that you ex, you know excites you to do because first of all work should be we want to get rid of work you just get up and do something you love something to do love. and if then you know your abundance will flow and everything will be I think a lot more it'll be created from a place of joy versus you know the we've all had those I've had the jobs where you dread going but <laughs> you it's still have to go and it's like, so yeah so that's yeah I, I really I really love all the things you're saying in a way may, like especially because it's like I'm hearing um I'm, I'm hearing like ourselves myself but personally like love is business strategy all the things that we talk about but in like in a different through a different filter through a different lens I think I think there's like kind of two universal themes that everybody can understand and align on and one is like work in mm -hmm. all of its forms and the other is love i mean other as humans we are we're wired to want desire accept and share love right um but what's interesting is when these two things overlap um there's an infinite amount of ways that that actually plays out um and so while those two things are universal out in the world i'm sure as you've seen as well everyone's approach to it's different everyone's philosophies to it different and mm -hmm. especially hearing some people come at it from more of a spiritual sense some people come at it more from a logical place some people come at it from a process perspective and um i, yeah. I love yeah i love having conversations that with that diversity of thought because the, at the end of the day i think the goal uh for many is the same is to bring that humanity back right. um and bring it front and center so that we can have be like humans who work together not work a workplace that's filled with humans right mm -hmm. so so I love that. I love I love it. Sorry, go ahead, David. I was just going to add that I, I feel what we're a big what we're seeing a lot of right now is is the reaction. So you know you you have these mass exoduses of employees that are you can't find them anywhere, mm -hmm. and it's based not on necessarily their own understanding and awareness, but it's a reaction to, okay, this no longer works for me. I don't really understand any of why, but I just can't do it anymore. And it may come through as I'm a victim of some, some circumstance, but really it's the opportunity to grow and evolve and then step into that other, that next version of yourself where you start to do those things that you want to do. So there's been a uh, a push for the majority of people here on, on earth that a lot of them are don't really understand why and we're, we kind of do try to bring a little you know shed some light on that just with our viewpoints we don't have all the answers by any stretch of imagination but it's it's a it's a teach learn right like we're not here to just those days are gone when you, you know, you try to come with a system and you think you're the best, you got it all down and you follow this and you're going to, you know, you're going to be a millionaire. That's done. It, those, those, that, that time is, I feel over. So we kind of are, are just, you know, to your point, just trying to, to share and, and bring that awareness to those people that maybe don't understand it, but have gone through that. Oh, there's something else there. There has to be something else here for me to do. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm curious if you could share some of the foundations, I guess. I mean, everything, everything uh, I'm sure that you've built into your organization, your system, you know, it's, it's, you've got your approach and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really curious, like what, what kind of is your unique take on like, where do you start? 
like give me the kind of the, the starting points and, and where where people go when they work with you in terms of compassion especially i could touch can, on it yeah you can go ahead okay. and then I can respond. <laughs> go ahead, you go ahead. so um i wouldn't say that what we do is is unique or groundbreaking or anything like that i don't really believe that at this point in humans uh, story we'll say in humanity's story that like every, most everything is being thought of before and that's why we have, have the opportunity to experience it but that's something maybe we don't want to go down that road um so i would say that our foundation is well to keep it simple to have to start having a, a relationship with oneself an honest relationship with oneself where you face your truths you see your shortcomings as nothing more than just steps on your journey and once you start to develop that relationship with yourself and you can actually say to yourself honestly i like me that's a big big opportunity and that's hard right like if you were to ask 100 people to stand in front of a mirror and really ask them to say i like you to the reflection there there's going to be a lot of energy that's like it's it can feel edgy right it, it could feel pulled you can feel pushed you have these thoughts come in that say no or come up with some you know excuse as to why you're not good enough and all so what we do is we try to as a starting point it's to explore the relationship with the individual yeah. can i, and can if I, I can just i'm sorry <laughs> I just, I'm just interrupt with a breaking question. What, what about what about people who um, already love themselves too much? Like, what about what about people who um, don't have a problem with who they see in the mirror, but who they are to other people is a problem um, in terms well, of how they lead? Can I tackle that? Because uh, that was one of the things that I was going to mention, which is the concept of awareness, right? So what David is talking about is an awareness of how we actually treat ourselves and other people. And I would say that, so there's this kind of mistaken belief that narcissism is actually you loving yourself too much, but truly empowered people People that truly, truly love themselves and fill their own bucket do not need to disempower other people. They don't need to take power from others. They don't need to, they just don't need to kind of engage in that game because mm -hmm. they're always enough. They don't need to have other people love them. They don't need to take things. They don't need to have accolades because it comes from within. I mean, they have these things because they attract them, but with joy and, and ease, not from resistance or will. And so I think that's the misconception. One of the things that we encountered is that misconception about self-love and self-compassion, which is it's narcissistic. People can love themselves a lot, but then hurt other people. If you truly love yourself, you have so much more love to give to other people. And you do it from the place of allowance and resistance. You don't need the other people to be any different. And I think that I will say that that's where we're a little bit different. Um, I know David, you know, uh, may disagree with that because, you know, I get his viewpoint. Um, but what I mean is, is that, so some of the compassion work that we do rests on the, the belief that, you know, compassion is allowing all things to be. And that's really, really challenging because it means that we don't see people as toxic. They may have behavior that is not the behavior we would choose or want, 
but that's really the concept of compassion and unconditional love. Can we see the divinity in other people? Can we see their humanity and not judge them and not expect them to be different and not ask them to change? Really understanding that the only people that we can change are ourselves. And when we love ourselves fully and accept all of the flaws, we're able to observe the flaws in other people and go, okay, that's just who they're being right now or who they're acting as right now. We can, we can actually truly learn to love people in a better way, I think. Yeah, and if I may just add yeah. to that, the idea of loving is, I think, misunderstood. So when we speak of love, we speak of true, unconditional love. So it doesn't come with any possessive qualities. And that's why it has to start from oneself. It has to come from within in order to be reflective to a, a joy-filled experience. You can't, as you said, love yourself so much and just be super in love with yourself and then you know, hey, judge everyone around you. It's, it, I, I challenge that. I, that's, I feel an impossibility because you don't actually love yourself <laughs> because unconditional love for yourself comes through allowing the self. And once you allow the self, you have to, start to allow things around you mm -hmm. as to what Giselle was talking, was touching on. Yeah. So it's not even a choice. It's just when you, when you truly have some unconditional love and you experience that your whole perceived experience just changes. And it, it just, it just changes without even trying And the possession. Like we have, there's different, like love is often very possessive as we describe it as in the human experience, right? It's, it's you love me or this, or if you don't love me, or if you do this, you don't love me. That's possessive. It's, it's possession. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's not right or wrong. It's just a place. It's a, it's a perception. So where we work is try is, is to go beyond that. You will still experience that because we're, we're here having the human experience, yet you will see it for what it is, and then you can go and see beyond it. And that is where the magic of the change in perception really starts to take place. Yeah. And awesome. for my own journey, that's what I found. Sorry to interrupt, Jeff. Um, but I found yeah. that's what I found. The more that I loved and had compassion for myself and all those things I didn't like about myself or thought they weren't perfect, the more harmony I had in my relationships because I didn't need people to give me stuff. I didn't need them to be different. I could just accept them as they are because I accepted myself as I was. And, and I think, does that mean that I'm hundred percent perfect? Of course not. It's a journey. It's a choice we make every day. Every day I choose to be more loving and compassionate. And sometimes I falter and I make a mistake and I'll judge someone and I go, okay, that's okay. I can go back and forgive myself and ask for forgiveness and then try again. So it, it's a choice you make every day. Mm -hmm. I love it. And I think I love to see the passion you guys have for, for this message. Um, I think that the, the challenge that I, that I, I pose for you and I'm sure you face all the time, but essentially is like, that's a tall order, right? That's a tall order for many business, like quote unquote, business minded individuals, especially in leadership who have spent 20, 30 years building what they have the way they have, um, which mm -hmm. is often through, through fear and hierarchy and mm -hmm. other things. Um, so there's a huge gap of self-awareness for these leaders. And there's sure. a huge trick. There's a huge trickle down effect of how they behave and how they 
the people they surrounded them with and the types of behaviors that are that are around there. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you how do you break through that? I guess how do you challenge the notion that you know the first person these leaders the first thing this leader is going to say is like you know like how does this affect my bottom line? And I know the answer to that because I'm in this line of work as well. But Good. but but um, but yeah, go ahead. I see you guys already have. Um, well, I would say it's not up to us to break through anybody's boundaries. Like that's not what we're here to do. I'm not here to push and go solicit you to try and and see something within you that you don't see within yourself. So this won't work for people that aren't open to their own growth. So if you're a business owner and you're having a conversation with yourself, why, how can I improve my business? That's, that's very, now you're, now we're talking. But if you are stuck in the stringent ways of the old, right? The old, those old ways that what you were talking about, it's it's not going to work. So, because we're not here to to try to sell you on anything. We don't have. It's not like we're having a system. It's it's all we're here to do is share, right? And maybe guide through some wisdom, through some learnings because of our own experiences and what we've learned from others, and. It, it just, that's how it kind of comes through in a simple way. So the, and that's kind of goes back to the individual's journey. You have to have that kind of desire within yourself to kind of see how to, to re-envision and expand upon how things are at the current moment. So you may be successful, but then you may be on the personal side, you may see, see things are not maybe working properly or to your, not properly, but, you know, in the most desired outcome. So that, that may be the impetus because one will reflect the other. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, I, I, I agree with everything you said, David, in the sense, especially since none of this works. Like I know many people that have gone to therapy for many years and they're still in the same loop because unless you choose to change and to try something different, nothing's going to change. Einstein said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and having a different outcome. So we would say to those people, try it. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Mm-hmm. I tried it as a director and I took teams that were considered quote unquote, the most dysfunctional in the whole org. And the people told me, oh, you have the most dysfunctional teams. And they transformed and it was their choosing. It was they had to choose to change and by the time I left the organization they were the best teams Mm -hmm. people said to me oh you did it and it's not no it was not me they chose they came together I just gave them a platform an opportunity I treated them as I wanted them to treat me and so these people made a commitment because the truth of the matter is People don't get hired. They don't want to be the the people that are harassing other people or not performing. It's amazing how much with some acknowledgement and praise, Mm -hmm. people, they work 110%, even if you don't give them additional money or benefits. That carrots and stick mentality doesn't work. What works is inspiration, aspiration, passion, feeling like somebody cares about them. Mm -hmm. That's what gross business is. That's what really makes people flourish is everyone's in for the same goal. Everyone has the same vision. And I think what happens over time is that people forget that they get very afraid. They start to think, oh, you know, this is going to cut into my margin. 
But if they were to give those people excellent pay and benefits, those people need the company to succeed in order to gain more. So it's everyone working towards the same vision. It, yeah. it works. It works. And just to add from the the manager the, or the, the owner's perspective, as they change and grow within themselves, their business experience will change and grow. And that may look different. It may look just as status quo, just bigger and better. You know, I don't know everything about that, how it's going to look. Yet the people who aren't aligned to that will will have to fall away. Maybe. So if they have trouble there and they have staff that are just in it for the whatever paycheck, the nine to five, and they're like, oh, I don't know how to make this work. I've tried this. I've tried this. I've tried this. As they grow, as someone grows and their perception changed in their experience, if these people are no longer uh, a, a match to be in that environment, they'll find a way to just be excused, so to speak. You know, yeah. they'll, they'll just go out of the picture. So because the, the idea of this whole power down, you know, power over approach that we're, we're used to is it, it's gone. People it's don't so want that. People yeah. really don't don't want that they maybe not know it but they just they don't yeah absolutely and i love what david said uh, because one of the things we talk about is reimagining a lot of the times what i saw when i was uh in leadership uh was that people kind of had a story about someone so let's say you did something jeff and then you became that story so nothing that you did it could have been anything good but if you had a story where you did something you were painted as the, the bad guy or the, the office problem. And then people didn't see you outside. So one of the things we talk about is reimagining people. And we reimagine them, not as this one dimensional, but as a holistic person and, and then try to get and understand what they need. Um, and so in, in exactly what we've noticed is either people will align to that vision or they will leave. And you can also allow people to leave and release them with love. It doesn't have to be so acrimonious as it is sometimes you can terminate people even with love mm -hmm. agreed yeah. yeah i love it again <laughs> speaking to so many of the themes that we touch on here on the show all the time so it, it's uh, it's really refreshing to hear it through this lens i love that you guys have your own take on it, your own twist but we're all kind of aligned to the same um, kind of outcomes mm -hmm. here and that, that that gives me hope you know for the um, personally I feel like the world can feel bleak at times I apologize for the um, the the pressing questions that I throw at you in terms of like uh, some of the worst case scenarios I guess at times but that's what's out there as well right I mean we're having a lot of like I mean the the people leaving the, the workplace in droves is due to a lot of these these just prominent corporate workplace cultures that that just drive yeah, people sure. away. so it's like it's a it's a pandemic of its own mm -hmm. uh, from my perspective and 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 it, and, it, and it affects lives in a real way right it affects you know the amount of time we spend at work the amount of energy that we put into this affects our health our families and all these things so it is a problem that i'm excited to help to solve and i'm, I'm glad to have folks like you guys in the fight with it so it, this was awesome <laughs> Um, I wanted to make sure to save some space to um, for for you folks to talk, you know, just briefly about your podcast and, and, and your business. Just leave how people can get in contact with you or, or, or find you. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, so our podcast is called the Loving Compassion po Podcast with Giselle. 
Um, and what we do is we share stories of love and compassion and how that uh, positively influences our lives and how it can transform our lives. So we have different guests that come and share their stories. So check it out. Awesome. That's, I, okay. Sorry, can I just say one thing that I, I just want to say you, and this isn't a, a judgment towards you. It's just anything you, you mentioned the, the, the word that we're in a fight, a fight to make, you know, business different and to change that. And I just want to say that as long as we perceive something as a fight, we're, we're limited in where we can go with that. So I would, cause this is a, we're going through this evolutionary opportunity as a humanity, like we're all doing this together. And I just want to kind of spin that fight and turn it into something that is bigger than that. Right. Cause a fight has two sides. It has the, the antagonist and the, and the victim, you know, and we don't want to, I, I want to, where, where we want to go is beyond that, or that's where we try to go. So it's about the re-envisioning. So just to maybe look at that in a different light, because it's truly not a fight. The only person we fight is ourselves, mm -hmm. right? Because the only one that suffers is ourselves. I suffer through my journey. I'm fighting myself. If I'm a victim to somebody else's thing, I'm, I'm in, in, a, in a lot of ways, I'm doing that to myself, especially in the business world, right? The whole idea of feeling stuck. So I just wanted to say that, like, again, it's not a, I don't want to no, no, no. judgment or anything. I appreciate um, that. That's a great, that's a great point. And it's a but, great perspective. I, I, I love that uh, you brought that up. And I think it's a important mind shift for me. Uh, so I really like that. I, I'm, I'm going to write that down right now. <laughs> uh, to the audience, thank you for listening in today. Really appreciate your time. And uh, please, as always, continue subscribing, telling your friends and checking out our book, Love is a Business Strategy at your retailers. Really appreciate that. And a special thanks again to Giselle and David for joining today. Uh, we will have a fresh episode for you out next week as well. So with that, I wish you all fair life.